They say we sick with it, you better wear a mask They say we're moving towards the top, but we work like we're trash I mean these conversations happening, you shouldn't have asked We're the winners of the future, not a slave to the past You said we never ever make it, and I'm saying you lied Tune in every Monday, press play, share, and subscribe Your invoice has been processed, bring me my money, don't hide Don't play with me, I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside Hey Tweety, what are you drinking over there? Possibly. all right guys so you caught us we are drinking our favorite coffee and that is hustle blends coffee hustle blends coffee is curated for visionaries um high performing people executors all of the above and we want to share this coffee with you so we have recently launched our coffee in a cold brew that's right packaged up just for you it could be delivered to your door anytime you want it to be delivered so while you're working on building that billion dollar plan and you're already getting your services from renown.tech go ahead and throw back a shot of coffee that is hustle blends shop hustle blends at www.hustleblends with a z Dot com. Coffee and Jesus all day, baby. What's up, Million Dollar Conversations crew? All my little million... I said little millionaires. Okay, that's... Minions. <laughs> <laughs> that's clearly a juxtaposition. But what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. I am your favorite rich auntie, Problematic Patty. How y'all doing today? Ah, uh, they fine. This is your boy. We in the building, the treacherous one, the one who tells it like it is and is unapologetic about it, but y'all like me for that. Oh, so, so Team Treacherous, have y'all wrote in? Have y'all said, you know, that they you on are the way. a Team, team uh, Treacherous Uncle? No. They on the way. I believe it. It's, I feel it. For the end of I the mean, season. I mean, I've actually witnessed a um, gathering of um, Team Rich Auntie. They Where? meet every Thursday. Where? And they have sandwiches. Um, so <laughs> they, are, they are quite fans. <laughs> a problematic patty, okay? All right, guys. So what you do not know is that you're sitting here with Master P. And you know I'm a legend in the streets out here. Ask SoundCloud, they Ask know about SoundCloud. me. Ask about. Ask Spotify, they know about me. My jersey up in the bleachers, you know we <laughs> we way up there and we stuck there. All right, guys. So what we wanted to do is gift you guys. I don't know if it's a gift or not. It's a gift. Uh, I'm unwrapping something special for y'all. I don't know about the team auntie or whatever. Anyway, um, a little freestyle battle of sorts. Um, just to, you know, one, if you are a writer at all in any facet of the word, you understand that, you know, writing little freestyles here and there just keeps you creative. It keeps you moving and grooving and flowing and going. So, you know, there's nothing to be All right. So, we're going to go ahead and start a little shum, shum, shum like this. Master P sitting with Pusha T. I keep my smarts trademark. You only get one me. Hustle sold separately. That's kind of game ain't free. Got your C low and like too short. No Jermaine Dupree. Ah! My kids, kids, kids going getting past the torch. They going to be thankful mom and daddy jumped off the porch. If you already press, you don't even have a reason. So people in the pandemic, I'm in a big bank season. Okay. What? Okay, 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 okay. We came with it, all right. That's cute. Um, went from hardly able to he's more than able. Uh-huh. Broke down the shackles of sin when the canes tried to strike me down. But by stripes, do I know that I'm healed? I stayed in my lane, didn't fall from grace. Wife on the side, ain't nobody else. What a beef, Put down the beef, and I found me some peace. What 
literally vegetarian living better now no need for gucci sweaters we like north faces and blue faces round here stacking paper tall like we building up a wall giving to the people what they needed in their life stimulating minds ain't living out for stimulated checks oh Wale. Hey, we balance out the wealth and we build for the future. Solitary diamonds need pressure to be made. Put me in a furnace and watch what God makes. All right, so instead of calling you Wale, we're going to call you Shark. Hey, look, don't. <laughs> <laughs> look, I just gave we're you We're going to call you Dolphin. I gave you self. Yeah, I, hey, there's already a young Dolphin. He go, never mind. Uh, <laughs> shark. Water on water. Shout out to Shark out here. No, it's not a shark. This, sea urchin. Hey, look, this is the treacherous one. Uncle T, I gave you some. Hey, I should be paying you. Y'all should be paying me to hear this. Like, literally, or this was not for you. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh man, so listen, we love getting on this podcast with you guys every week and just talking about stuff, having fun most certainly, because sometimes we get really serious, sometimes life gets too serious, and sometimes we just need to just loosen loosen up my buttons, babe. Ha, ha. Okay, and, and by the way, that line, I, I need to break down some things on my Okay, mind. this is not rap genes. <laughs> so so, so um, anyway, guys, understand. we're going to go ahead and move it to our little ship, 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 ship group. All right, Tweety, can I get a little music for a little ship, 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 ship? Thank you. All right, so uh, what we're going to start off with, guys, this is a section of our podcast when we want you to know a little shim, shim, shim about us. Because sometimes we just get on here, we run our mouth, or in this case, we do a freestyle. Um, and I think one of Tweety's unpopular opinions is he's going to do a rap genius line. On one, one. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm talking about hundos when I'm talking all about All right. Are those bars or sticks? We don't know. Okay. So wow. um, <laughs> that's all I wanted to make clear. All right. Um, so we are going to um, challenge one another in this case. So we're going to do one at a time. Okay. Um, three unpopular opinions that you think is going to make the crowd go wild. Uh, you're gonna start this off because I, I just, I don't know. You I'm know what? Ready. This, this uh subject actually came to me just like in the middle of the week, and I was like, oh man, because Sweetie and I like host a lot of unpopular opinions. Sometimes like we talk about our unpopular opinions that we may agree with or we may even disagree with. Um, so I actually it is a little difficult for me to come up with one off top. But um, I am going to try. And it's just off. three. You can say one and I'll say one. Yeah, so yeah, that's we, what I'm saying. we can think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. So my first one, MySpace is going to make a comeback. <laughs> that is my first unpopular opinion. And I know it's super unpopular. But one, this is my, my basis. This is what I'm going to use to back it up. Okay. All right. One, the public are sheep. Okay. Like. They're sheep. Like you could tell everybody, like, "Hey, go paint your face purple. Go stand outside and say I'm an orange," and people are gonna start doing it. And it's gonna be um, get news coverage, and more people are gonna start doing it. Influence is like a heck of a drug these days. So I believe that MySpace is gonna make it come. I mean, why not? People ain't got nothing else to do. Okay, I like that. Oh wow, that's a really good one. I'm trying to think here. I'm not trying to get too treacherous on people because I might get ejected off of this podcast mm-hmm. um, by the powers that be. Sure. Um, Who are the powers that be? I don't know. They they find ways they to come through. They find a way. They have coalitions. Guys, when bites. do y'all have your meetings? Please, please let us know. 
I don't want to know. What's the membership fee? It's probably free. <laughs> <laughs> don't be inviting us there, having us pay a membership fee, and all y'all yeah, got to serve us is like nachos. meatballs and, and saltine nachos, crackers. Yeah, nachos and cheese. Uh, <laughs> unpopular opinion. Should I say this? Uh, I'll go ahead and say it. Donald Trump is not a bad president. Oh wow! Okay, Keaton, you go. You have to give us some some rice and some beans with that, please. Possibly some tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> My unpopular opinion about that is that you know, as we are comparing what a bad president looks like, we also need to be reminded of what a bad president is to our eyes previous to him. And I mean, Bush falls in that category. His father falls in that category. I mean, you can even say Ronald Reagan at some point fell in that category. So you're saying he's not the worst president? Uh, yeah, that, you know what? That's better. He's not the worst president we've had. He's not the worst thing we've ever laid eyes on. That That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Okay. Thank you for... Uh, like, uh, we're not disagreeing and saying that he is like... I'm not most, saying he's great. He ain't coming to the barbecue. No. Well, he's not. But like... And, and, but he's not the worst that we've ever seen. Yes. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm I like to, to see a snake coming, baby. Bitch, I'm not ready for that conversation. Okay, that was your unpopular opinion. And I see that you gave us some rice, some beans, some tortillas were not on the menu. That's no, fine. No, they're not. Um, oh, man, man, man. Man, man, man. What do I got? What do I got? What do I got? Um, shit, 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 you want me to go? Yeah, yeah, give me something. Okay. Okay. Um, well, not that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, it's Ooh. harder than I thought. It's harder than I thought. Oh, my gosh. It's so much harder than I thought. Uh... Wow. Oh my gosh, we're once we're both speechless. We're both stuck, y'all. But all we do, all we talk about is unpopular opinions. Right. That's literally all we talk about. All right, I got one. Tyler Perry. I need us to stop dragging him. Because ain't nobody else doing what he's doing. No. All right. I feel like people tend to talk um terribly about people who are doing things in higher places with more resources at that than we have and just saying like no 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 like he always make the same type of movies and he might but guess what you know I found I throw myself in that as well when we talk about people who are doing things that we're not doing or that we currently are not doing or maybe aspire to do one day um we tend to dismiss like that what they're doing is great and it's much more than what we're doing at that moment so I would say stop coming for Tyler Perry Mm. stop coming that's a good one that's a really good one um Thirdly, that's not really a word, but I like to use it. Thirdly, um, or secondly, um, I would like to say that the world is not in, oh, 2020 is not canceled. That's unpopular. I think everybody, well, no, a lot of people have canceled 2020. Yeah, 2020 is not canceled. Okay. And the reason why I say that is that um, there's yet still months to 2020. There's yet still things we haven't seen in 2020. There's yet still people dying in 2020. And um, I mean, I feel like God just, I know that God yet still has a plan in the midst of chaos. 
and it's for those who are diligently working. I mean, we live off, we live um, where we live. They're building up like new buildings, regardless of what's going on. Mm. They're building up shopping centers. Right, they're people still up, moving forward with right, that construction. Like plans. there's something yeah. that people know. Yeah. That are higher up that we don't know or pre- we're privy to mm-hmm. that we are ignoring. So I would like to say 2020 is not canceled and there's yet still more work to be done. Okay. And my final unpopular opinion is the most uncancelable person in black culture is Wendy Williams. All right. So we're going to move on to what? the business. Oh, okay. Mine. My bad. Okay. Don't do me like that. I would say that. Hmm. Dang, this is hard. Yo, this is hard. Yeah, skip me. It's it's harder than I thought. Let's go. We're gonna come back through, and I'm pretty sure we're gonna fill this entire podcast with some unpopular opinions because you know that's just what we do. But guess what? When you're sitting at a million dollar table, it's a lot of conversations that are happening that aren't used to happening at the penny dollar table. Do you hear me? All right, so we're gonna go ahead and go to our business conversation. All right, so to start off our business combo. Why? Oh, why? As we know, we are currently in a mode, in a moment, in a season where there are a lot of people prospering with businesses, okay? A lot of people are saying like, hey, I always made my granny banana pudding and people love it. Guess what? I'm going to sell my granny banana pudding, all right? Because people keep asking me about my granny banana pudding. Or people are like, hey, man, I've been doing hair. I've been whipping wigs left and right, doing my hair and everything. People asking me to do their hair. I'm going to do their hair. Or, hey, I've been doing makeup. Or, you know, the hustle, the list, the talents, the gifts that go on and on and on, right? And we love to see it. But let me tell you something that grinds my gears and may be an unpopular opinion. And that is a systemless business, okay? Sometimes we go through the motions of, let me create a Facebook page. Let me sell, let me make the product. Let me sell the product. And then you get to the Facebook post and it's like, how do I pay? It's Cash App. Okay, all right, and then it's like, or it's like, hey, I'm gonna DM you the prices. Don't DM me nothing because you're gonna get blocked. Because I'm wondering why these prices <laughs> are not out here, or if it's like you don't want to ship, so I gotta pull up at your house, or I gotta I gotta call you and talk to your your four year old real quick before I get to you. And like, why are we having systemless businesses in 2020 when we have access to so many resources? I feel like. We are, we have to educate ourselves on how to just get there, create those systems that work for us, um, and just abandon the hood rich, I'm getting, I'm hustling mentality. Right. Uh, I, I agree with you with that. But, you know, people do have a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. My biggest fail or my biggest area of not understanding that is thinking that people know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that there's a better way. That's not always the case. A lot of people don't no, know. No, what are you saying? That like, a lot of people don't know they need a system. Mm-hmm. They just go off of like, what's well, working? What's working? Well, I put something up and it's been selling, so I'm going to keep doing it. There's no next level because that's the only level they see. Mm-hmm. Or it feels like they're going to be sacrificing to get to the next level. Like, right. I have to pay all that money for that. And why, why would or I do that? they're going to have to backtrack. Right. Or they're going to have to train all of the people that I've already been used to. And like, honestly, let's be honest, in business, like if we can avoid having certain conversations with customers... I mean, I would wish you want that 
most people would want to have less conversation with people. Well, what I'm saying is like, as far as training, like there are certain conversations that people in business tend to not want to have as often, like about payments, about this, about that. So whenever new rules or new, new prices come into play or whatever, and that has to be communicated. If all this time you never had an email marketing list or email campaign or whatever, sending people, hey, look, this is what's about to happen. This is what's effective on the next day, blase, blase. You literally going through your phone, text messaging everybody saying, uh, yeah, um, so these banana puddings, <laughs> they was five, but now they $12. And got to deal with whatever comes with those. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, but yeah, but I don't think that's the problem that they struggle with. I think the problem is longevity. The problem is like you know looking at your five year plan. That's what I mean. Are we building something to last? So um, building things to last, it takes one systems like we talked about. But first, before you have a system, you have to have a vision. Uh-huh. So there's no point of having a system without a vision. Anybody could create a system. Mm-hmm. I mean, a two year old could create a system on how they destroy something mm-hmm. or how they can climb to get their favorite snack. Mm-hmm. Like I wake up at this time, mommy and daddy sleep. I'm just gonna climb up. All yeah, right, like, that's my system. That's it their works. system. It works. Yeah. So I, I think that people like more vision than systems. Mm-hmm. So when you don't have a vision and you're trying to create a system, what happens is you create chaos mm-hmm. because everything is created according to what you see mm-hmm. and not what is. Mm-hmm. So when you have a vision, you're creating to what you've already had. Right. Like what you've what God has given you to fulfill. Right. Like. For example, the commandments. When Moses gave, when God gave Moses the tablet, he didn't just leave him there and say, well, you know, figure it out. Like, use use uh, context clues. Yeah. He gave him a task to write it. Yeah. You know? For sure. You're absolutely right. Um, Moses had the vision for it. And so, I remember my first year of teaching, like, it was so chaotic because I did not understand how to systematically run a classroom. But it taught me so much about business as well, because it was like, if I never said kids bring out your pencil, I just said, Hey, we doing a warm up. Hey, you need to write this, you know, not that you had and in your mind. You're like, I shouldn't have to tell you to put ring out your pencil. You in the classroom. Right? right. And I'm not advocating that you should have to tell kids every in each and everything. I take, I teach high school, but I'm saying like if you never if you never set the standard from the beginning mm-hmm. when you get in here you will have your pencil out you will put your phone up you set the expectation and the same thing is in business because if a kid has to do that in miss so and so's class and they got to put their phone up they got to do this but when they come to yours and they realize that you never say it then you you know what I'm saying you're you're leaving room for there to be manipulation in what you expect but if you never communicate it so I think it's similar in business it's like if you never say I need my deposit before I do anything uh-huh guess what's gonna happen people gonna sit up there and be like why didn't you make my such and such and you whole time you like oh I thought you understood that I I required deposits you never said that. Right. It's just a thought. You never set that up. Or when people are like texting you about an order, don't text me about no coffee and I got a website. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Right. No. Like for what? And, and you have to outlast the hype. And I believe that's what happens with the hood rich mentality mm-hmm. is that the hype is, is selling. So it's working, mm-hmm. but you're not building it for the future or you're not. You know, I, we struggle with that mindset a lot because it's like, I'm the only one doing this on this level. Mm-hmm. So I'm running and I'm doing great. And we, we've sure. all been there. And that's not to condemn or criticize anybody. I found myself in that um, in some areas to where it's like, man, we really doing the darn thing. Like, look, look at me. I'm I'm hop, I'm hopping from uh, not knowing something to knowing something. 
and uh, you get stagnant in that place to where it seems like yeah. money is coming in, but it's leaking. High. Yeah, yeah, it's leaking. It's coming for it's going in this pocket and coming out that pocket because you're not investing it towards something. Right. It's been five years. You've been getting more money, but you have no place. Mm-hmm. You have no uh, goal. You have no vision. It's just. You're sustaining what you currently have, but mm-hmm. you're not growing it. You're not building it for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we get out of that is going back to God for the vision, yeah. going back to the drawing board, seeing what worked in the business and what isn't working. Because there's always something that's not working. Because mm-hmm. I believe that that's how these bigger corporations, they pay people to find what is not working. True. Sure. They actually hire people and say, hey, I need you to go in here as a secret shopper. Tell me what's going what's going sure, on. Sure. So another thing that they've been doing, if you're noticing since during COVID, is that they're replacing cashiers. Mm-hmm. They're like, that system is not working mm-hmm. because we can get a whole machine and one manager over it. Mm-hmm. And we can have six transactions going on and we get to keep the money. We're more efficient. More efficient. That's what we mean by systems. Bit more efficiency. Sometimes I think we trick ourselves. You said this beautifully, Tweety, into thinking that we're doing more because more is coming on our plate. The plan is to eat a hundred percent. The plan right. is to. But eat. what about tomorrow? What about yes. the, you're, instead of just eating it, you should also be planting it. Yes. At the same time, it's like okay, I'm thinking about five years down the road. Is this apple tree gonna grow to give me fruit? Mm-hmm. But you want to eat the apple and throw it in the trash can when you should be throwing it in the soil. Right. Um, so the importance of planning, the importance of having team meetings. We have team meetings every week. Mm-hmm. Whether there's five. 100 orders, where there's 100 orders, whether it's 50, whether there's 25 orders, we are going to have a team meeting and how we could be more efficient. And I believe communication is something that we lack in business because some of our businesses are ran by one person, but you're in a household of more than two people. Mm-hmm. Where do they do that at? Mm-hmm. I mean, they benefiting from it somehow. So that kid better know how to throw the trash. Yeah. That, that, that husband or that wife better Sweet know how to brand. assist yeah. you yeah. in whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. It should be a team effort. And then they should also be contributing to the vision, mm-hmm. helping you uh, eloquently put things together that you may be uh, weak in. Mm-hmm. Because that's the point of if you are in a marriage, that's the point of it mm-hmm. is that you guys are help. Like she, you know, if you if you have a wife, that's your helpmate. Mm-hmm. So she's supposed to assist you in that area, and mm-hmm. vice versa. You're supposed mm-hmm. to assist her in the area that you may be seeing something and she may not, mm-hmm. and build that build that business together. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so you just gonna go off? Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe our people need to hear this, and I'm not talking about people as just black people. I'm talking about um, as believers. We need to hear that you know it's okay to work with each other. It's okay to contribute uh, to a project that is not yours. It's okay to assist somebody, assist somebody, and not expect anything from it. Mm-hmm. It's okay to. Uh, uh, Think about how you can help somebody build their kingdom, build their their uh, 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 business as well, without feeling like you you owe them something or there's an entitlement behind it. Mm-hmm. And what I'm learning in this season is that if God puts something in my spirit to assist somebody else, I'm just going ahead and do it off the strength. Yeah, I don't want nothing in return. I want to see you be successful. Right. I don't right, want. Right, I don't right. want your money. I don't want your. Yep. Uh, but if you are coming for a specific business need, Guess it's not what? free. <laughs> yeah. But I'm talking about like if we already have a relationship or friends, whatever. It, it's it's gonna be just hey, I'm gonna shoot off the hip and give you the the knowledge or the wisdom of things that I've went through myself or we've went through right. that can help you jump that hurdle. You don't have to go through it. 
Yeah, and I mean, the one thing, the reason why we preach systems so much is because we are learning it. Um, and it's something that, like, since we put certain things into place, and there's more to put in place, don't get us wrong, um, it's like it really does save a lot of time with things that, that, that could be so just, like, time-consuming and so uh, make us so inefficient. Like, realizing pretty much systems mean I don't have time for this. Let me put this in place. Right. This could the examples of that could be automating your um, social media posts, all right, pre writing your captions so that you go ahead and plug those things in and you're not sitting there taking 30 minutes to an hour for that, right? Or um, planning out your email marketing and writing those things that you could do, you could write them out for the month, you know, right? Taking your own project shoots, yeah. having it, um, learning how to edit for yourself, like learning new skills that you can apply. It's not that you're trying to be, uh, this particular you're not trying to like take this skill and apply it into a new field but you're taking that skill and you're applying to what you're already doing and i think that's something that we are fearful of like i don't want to do that because that's not my ministry but what if you learn about writing you know a script so you could build a a a short film that's going to help edify the body of christ what if you are learning photography so that you can take your own product photography shots it's not for the money but it's to build a skill unto what you are currently doing. Right. But, you know, even like speaking to developing another system, you know, realizing um, what you got time for and what you don't. So, like, if somebody wants to sit up here and talk to you about business and (laughs) they know that you, you know, you have a business or whatever the case is, like, you know, you can send them like, hey, look at my calendar. Like, hey, you know, like, ain't nothing wrong. Like, we can talk for about an hour. We can talk for for about 30 minutes. Um, Please write out what the things that we're going to talk about um, so that I know and I can, like, prepare myself, you know, not for you, but, like, uh, prepare myself for, like, the whatever it is maybe I gotta do maybe I gotta do research maybe I need to go ask somebody else a question so I can be able to better assist you or maybe I need to go find a resource that can supplement what it is because if I feel like I'm one of those people if I need to be if I have to be the best help to you like if the only way I can be is if I am prepared you know what I mean I love that you know I love that I love this topic you know and I pray that we we learn to um we learn to be humble so that we can be so we can receive information and apply it. Yeah. And I believe that the pride gets in the way of like, I know what's right. You don't know what you're talking about because you ain't on this level. Mm-hmm. And that kind of mentality stops you and stunts your growth because you're not willing to even hear from me. So I, I wonder if you're willing to hear even from God, because if I am if I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. I'm not leading you to destruction. I'm just simply telling you what I see. And you're taking my credit. You're taking what I'm positive criticism or you're taking something that I'm trying to direct direct you in and you're denying it. There's so many other areas where you're doing that and you're ignoring it. I find myself in that. Somebody could point out something like you just hate. No, you're helping me. I think what happens um, is that we have to stop seeing things on quote unquote levels. Right. And we have to see it as we're all growing. Right. You know, like if we're like, well, they on this level, they on this level. This is not school. Right. That, that's <laughs> I'm not, with. you know what I'm saying? Like you're not on a purple reading level yes, and I'm Salome, on the red one. Salome wants the money from both of us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we are both it, at some point we need, we both have a goal. And so regardless of who 
touches what first or who's on what quote-unquote level i think we need to eliminate that concept because it limits us it even limits us to think that we're on somebody's level and we think that we're high on it it's it almost creates this false narrative that we can go no higher i think that that's completely false we have to be able to say you know what i'm still growing like there's still things i just don't know and i'm okay with not knowing things i'm okay with asking a question if ain't nobody in the room got a question i'm okay with being the dumbest person at the table i look forward to it i love it (laughs) you know what i'm saying please invite me to the table where i don't know nothing talking a different language please do it because i want to eat off the crumbs of that table and be like look i learned something new today and i think that's a difficulty about entrepreneurship that it's not an overnight thing and then there's constant processes that you have to go through in order to get you get to your destination and a lot of people like you get frustrated in the way because it seems like it's just a journey that is never ending but the journey is the part where you enjoy it because once you get to the end of the journey you're going to be like oh man look at all that god accomplished through me yeah and that's what i look forward to is god saying like you did everything that That your works will follow you right yes everything that i told you to do yes i'm not doing it for man like i'm not doing business just to appease myself to appease somebody else i know god put it in my spirit in our spirit for a reason and for a purpose with that being said we're going to jump into the faith topic come on okay 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 transition we're going to talk about projection and the spirit of abortion and what we're talking about projection is like, where do you see your company? Where do you see your business in five years, in two years, in two months? Mm. And how do you allow, uh, <clears throat> your, how, how do you not allow yourself to abort the mission, abort the the uh, the 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 business that God had be- has bestowed upon you? Those things happen when you are. Uh, distracted. We learned that today at church. When you're distracted from your assignment, you, it's easier to abort a mission. Look how great everybody else is doing. Look at a little, little old me. I, maybe I didn't sell so good this month, or maybe nobody's paying attention. But instead, you're not focusing on those strategies that we're talking about, or the things that God has placed in your heart to do. Let me touch on something real quick. I want to talk about fake humility because I think we all. You know what? I ain't even going to talk about I, I'm trying to get better about that instead of saying we all, all of us. Because you know what? Some people that may, literally may not apply to, but I am literally going to talk about Patrice and Gwenny right now. All right. Um, I was reading, um, I was talking to Tweety about it. I was reading about Jonah and about how pretty much like, if you don't know the story, I'm going to just make it super simple. He was given an objective to go to one place Nineveh he was supposed to go to Nineveh what this fool did is went (laughs) on the boat and went the other way to Tarshish yeah and then like God got mad and said literally I gave you one job to go be um, to go prophesy in Nineveh and just tell them like about like what to do yeah and so pretty much like he was on the boat and then like the sea got real mad and everything like that. And you know what I'm saying? And everybody was like, oh, my God, they were crying out to their own separate gods. And then he over here hiding. And then they like, eh, 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 you going to do something? He's like, well, it's me. Like, God is mad at me. Y'all should throw me out. And then like they like, no. And he had to end up going anyway. And so. I I was I just wanted to touch on the fact that sometimes we have this little old me complex. Mm-hmm. Oh, little old me. Oh, uh, you know, I just I just can't do that. That ain't for me. I'm just trying to, you know, that's fa- for y'all. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm just playing that role, and you think that in your mind you're being humble. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's just like, fake humility. Like in your mind, you're like, 
Oh well, like that ain't for me. I don't do public speaking. I don't. I don't do that or whatever. I. I don't. I ain't really trying to do. You know. I really ain't trying to move like that. Like just you know whatever. Like I think that sometimes that is actually like that is fake humility because you're missing your assignment. Regardless of if you really are trying to just be like just play the small role. Or We're all. In the grand scheme of things, we do play a small part, but we play an impactful part. Right. Everybody's called to the forefront in Christianity. Absolutely. There is no background like, you know, I'm going to be in the back, you know, y'all do y'all thing, y'all, you know, I'm going to be over there cheering y'all. Or that ain't for me. I don't know how to speak. Or that ain't for me. I don't know how to evangelize people. I don't know how to pray for people. That's a cop out. Right. A hundred percent. And you on the boat shivering and shaking, looking crazy. One thing I want to touch on the story. I preached on it um, a while. I think about a year ago uh-huh. and in or maybe yeah, a year and some change ago. And one thing about the story of Jonah that nobody understands is that when he was trying to go to why he was trying to go to Nineveh, because it was easy. Mm-hmm. It was the easy route. It was a shortcut. Like there were not a lot of people who needed to be saved because it was already saved people there. Mm-hmm. So, or no, uh, Tarshish. What, Tarshish, when he uh-huh. was trying to go to Tarshish, he was because it was an easy land. He is going to be a breeze. He's going to chill. Just easy. Yes. You know, but when he, but if he goes to Nineveh, I mean, it's a forsaken land. He's already deemed it like ungodly. He knows it's going to be a hard time. Right. He knows he's going to be persecuted. He knows it. Right. And a lot of us, what we do is the same thing when we see the assignment or the calling that God has put over our lives. It looks so huge that how can little old me do it so we cop out with the fake humility we cop out with the well god don't use somebody else for it when god is waiting for you no it's you and at the end of the day it's still gonna be you whether you like it or whether you don't because god's word is going to fulfill itself through you at the end of the day even if it takes it even if it has to be on your deathbed it will fulfill itself um so I, i i want you to know that as you are struggling or trying to figure out what you're called for. Remember that God already gave you the assignment. God already told you what you're called to. You're just stubborn in the process of, I want to be called to something else. No, I think sometimes we look at the assignment and think that we, if we do the assignment, we're going to be bigger than the assignment. And so sometimes people, where the fake humility comes into play is that if I do this, if I go and pray for this person, um, it's going, I don't want people to think that this is just what I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, God told, sometimes we're so concerned with our image when it comes to our assignment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like how it changes our image. If I go and pray for this person, oh my gosh, Patrice, go and pray for people. So then all of a sudden people going to just start calling me up so I can go pray for them. Like, you know, we just get, we, we create such a, a, a long ball narrative about what our, where our obedience is linked. And God may say, listen, it really ain't that deep. Right. <laughs> it re- I told you to go and do this and you didn't went out of your way. You didn't went to a different place. You went to a different location just to avoid me as if I didn't give you this this thing to do. And you made it hard on yourself. And so I just really want us to be encouraged. Go ahead, sweetie. I, you were about to say something. And we, we've we all been Jonah at one yes. point. We, we, we've, uh, I'll speak for me. I've been Jonah at, one, at some point. I've been stubborn to what God has called me to. I'm like, God, a pastor for what? Like, I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, I've been there. I'm just trying to play the background. Yeah. I'm not trying to be seen. Yeah. I, I'm seeing too much, actually. Yeah. Can, yeah. Can, I, yeah. can, I, can I play the back For you? once, can I just be back here? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sit in the back. Right, Please don't call me to the front. <laughs> and so, like, 
before I was a pastor, before uh, or before God had put something on my spirit that I would preach for his people, I thought and I knew that there was something special about me, mm-hmm. that God had called me to something. Not that I was better than anybody, but mm-hmm. my mom always told me, like, you know, you don't be like your grandpa. Like, you know, speaking life over your children mm-hmm. is important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also praying for him because I was the opposite mm-hmm. of what I, I was then. Like, or mm-hmm. what I am now is what is the opposite of what I was then. Mm-hmm. And so building up to what God has called you to, mm-hmm. sometimes the importance is just in your obedience and yes, Lord. And once I went to that, yes, Lord, it's like, Lord, you want me to be the best sweeper of the church or the floor? I'll do that. Lord, you want me to praise you and worship you at home? I'll do that. You want me to create a sanctuary while I'm at work? I'll do that. So it's the the importance that you have to learn from it is that your obedience to what God said Mm -hmm. is how you get the vision. It's how you get the plan. It's how you get the victory. It's not in you or through. It's just through you. Yeah, yeah. And so I love that Jonah didn't fail all the way because he realized something activated inside of Jonah that was already there. God was sending him to Nineveh for a reason. Mm -hmm. It was because he was going to teach and preach the gospel in that land Mm -hmm. and tell the people of God to turn away from their evil ways. Mm -hmm. So when God is sending you to assignment that looks bigger than you, Mm -hmm. it looks like a whole mountain. It looks like too much. Maybe the mountain is your family. They ain't going to listen to me. Mm -hmm. Little old me. I'm the youngest. I'm the middle child. How can they possibly (laughs) No, You're not going off of your strength you're going with christ who assigned you to that if so. it's uncomfortable it is likely from god yeah because i find that sometimes people of god myself included i'm speaking to me it's so easy to go to your brother or sister who is in christ you know what i'm saying who goes to church to go and talk to them about god that is that i'm not going to say it's the simplest thing in the world but i'm going to say like there's a level of comfort there because you know that they know You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then if you go to someone else to go to the street, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To go talk and and, and pray for people that you normally would just walk right past or feel like you want to walk real, real fast past or drive fast because you don't want them harassing you or whatever our thoughts are associated with that. And to do that, that is that is the equivalent of going to Nineveh. That is the equivalent of going to people who will quite possibly reject you. Right. Especially in the workplace. You know, I know some a lot of people are at home during COVID and all this stuff that's happening. But while you were at work, you know, God convicted me of that. It was like, I had so many opportunities where the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. just spoke to me. Like, you know, pray over this person Mm -hmm. that you're working next to. They're dealing with this issue. And, you know, I'd pray over them. Like, are they actually going to change? No, I just brought doubt into the prayer. Mm -hmm. How did that, (laughs) how did that help that situation Mm -hmm. that I didn't even have the faith that God is going to work through what, Mm -hmm. what, what he was telling me to do. So that doubt just canceled out the same prayer that I'm praying for. And so God takes the same ignorance and he starts teaching you about yourself. It's like, and these are the the same areas in your life where you've prayed for something, but in the same mouth doubted it. Therefore, God is not delivering it to you because it's not, it's according to your faith. Yeah. Because we want people to be familiar. We want people to look like this in order to to feel like we can have like impact on them. Right. We want to be comfortable. Right. You know, well, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a business podcast you know so i'm not gonna say this Mm -hmm. it's a relationship podcast i'm not gonna no like be bold about who you believe in and g and we solely 
MDC podcast, Believe in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Now we're gonna transition over to something y'all oh, really. Go ahead, go ahead, I want to talk. Oh, wait, we did start off the faith topic talking about projection. Oh yeah, yeah. and Finish the spirit of abortion. And so I'm gonna talk about where they came from. Um, this is not a pro-life, um, pro-choice debate because one one thing we are not going to do is go back and forth with nobody. Okay, so um, this is a hundred percent. Me and Tweety were having a conversation about how so many. Um, he mentioned that a lot of celebrities die young, right? <clears throat> and um. He was saying like people see the projection on people. You know what I'm saying? Like we sometimes people approach us about things and we always be like, we really don't like like we we are in motion just like they in motion. Why is it that you may perspective is a, is, is a crazy thing. So why is it that you feel like I'm, I'm somewhere right. else and I'm like, I'm on the way there. You know what I mean? And so, you know, we were ended up talking about people who died before they actually hit the pinnacle of where they were going. And so how people can see the projection of things like, you know, God doesn't repent of the gift of discernment. There are some people who are not necessarily in the fold of Christ who actually are like, no, I see, I see where you going. Like I see where that's going and I want to kill it early. And that's what we consider the spirit of abortion, something, killing something early before it fully develops. Even if we're talking about a fully grown person. Right. And, and for me, it's uh, robbing somebody of their potential. And a lot of people want to rob your potential because they they see it on you. Mm. And specifically, we're talking about the story of Joseph. Mm. His brothers weren't mad at him because he was the youngest. Mm. His brothers were mad at him because he was having visions and dreams from God. Mm. Some of them weren't having that. They were mad at him that their father gave him stuff that they didn't get. Mm. Where's my coat? Mm. I never got no coat. A coat. I'm special. A you know? coat. It's, it's the little list of but things. But they'll exile you for a coat. Um, it, was, it, it must have been a nice color. I mean, like, it had to be, but I'm saying like that's the you know that's what I'm the saying? level of pettiness. Yeah. These are your brothers, but you got to understand that like, it was the fact that they saw exactly what his father saw, mm-hmm. but they chose to use it on a different level. But even even still, it was part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we worry about why people talk about me or why people talk about you. We worry about, man, I just feel like nobody's supporting. I don't feel like I'm really pushing it to the next level because everybody against me. But that's part of God's plan because it's going to put you through the fire. Um, (laughs) Earlier today, uh, me and Patrice were like scrolling through our old posts and we saw some or we were at um, my mother-in-law's house and we saw like one of our early projects that we created and it was atrocious it was trash it was something i would call like like just it was just something we shouldn't have created Mm -hmm. but i'm glad we created it it was probably laughed at it was probably like what is going on talked about (laughs) and a lot of that has happened to us just because you don't say it don't mean that we can't fill it in the room yeah you ever walked into a place and you're like they talked about me (laughs) (laughs) i see it on the face i'm being talked about right right. um what i learned from that is that uh, (laughs) i I, I learned to pray over people because they didn't see the potential and even when they were laughing they were still laughing because i was doing we were doing something it was the potential of like what could it be and imagine starting something and it being like looked up and down 
through a magnifying yeah, glass is yeah. a completed work when God is just beginning the work. Yeah, you're just you. starting. Just starting. So imagine when it's measuring a, a seed work. to a full fruit. Yep. You know, as mm-hmm. God is watering you through other people and through the ministry and through uh, just discernment and, and all these different gifts that He's giving you, you'll build something that's great, and people are just gonna be like, "Oh, it's not even there yet." Yeah. Oh man, it's just budding. Oh, I saw this. Oh, you know? I saw that. Yeah. Oh, it's getting there, but it's not. You know, I could do this a little better. But the same people ain't really doing much yeah. of anything. Yeah. Um, but God still taught me in that place to pray so just like joseph you may be being being thrown down the well but the well is for your good anyways amen so endure the journey go through it don't abort the mission do not stop fighting for what god has already given he's bestowed it unto you you are rejecting the gift so that that's it. That's all. No more fake humility. All right. Relationship conversation. I love this part. All right, guys. We actually do not have a letter today, but we got a few things that we could talk about today. All right. Y'all need to listen. We really want to get some letters for some men so we can close out season one. So please go ahead and send some letters to info. Yeah, man. Team Treacherous. Come on with it, man. Y'all Team Rich me. Auntie. Y'all All making right. me look bad over here, man. <clears throat> anyway, so we're going to talk about what makes someone approachable. All right. And so I think that, you know, that is a big thing when people who are dating, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like before you shoot your shot, before you get the ball in your hand, you know what I'm saying? What next? <laughs> okay. What, what made me approachable? Um, <clears throat> I thought you were really nice. That's it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like I'm just saying off the script of like like just just generally me like I honestly don't find people unapproachable. Me personally, like there's some people that I like. I'm specific. Let me specifically talk about you. I found you approachable. Um, just I thought you were like a just like a really nice guy. Like I thought you like you didn't seem stank. I guess. Okay. I don't know how great of an answer that is, um, but I really don't find people unapproachable. Like, I don't really find people like, you know, oh, I'm not going to talk to them. Like, I, I I don't really go through that necessarily because I was taught to speak to everybody, not like over speak. But, you know, like, hey, how you doing? Like, it don't cost nothing to do that. So I found some people very unapproachable. I mean, there's some people that are stank out there, but like it don't cost nothing to say, hey, no, I, but that, it doesn't mean that they're not unapproachable. Okay. I'm saying that you can approach somebody, but it doesn't mean that that person is un- not unapproachable. Their body language could tell you they're unapproachable. So I'm saying, like, if somebody is crossing their legs, looking you up and down, yes, you could say hi, how you doing? Mm-hmm. But it does not take away from the fact that they're unapproachable. That doesn't make them unapproachable. That just makes them not continued approachable. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes them unapproachable. I Meaning mean, that, like, you don't want to be bothered. You're unapproachable. Like your body language is screaming, leave me alone. But just because I've been taught to say hi does not take away from the fact that you're unapproachable. All right. So let me give you a little context because I don't want us to just kind of go all over the place with that. So um, this came from a thread that I did see on social media mm-hmm. about um, just a, it was a thread, just a culmination of black women talking about their approaches being single and um, not their approaches, their experiences being single and wanting to be approached by men. Because apparently the average 2020 man is not out here approaching women. 
What? Again, men, write us right in so we so you can defend your case because I mean it's not looking good out here. All right. And so <laughs> women are saying like, you know, on social media, men will approach in the DMs, Drop which is the DMs. is that an approach? I don't it's know. That's debatable, Judge Uncle. DMs. You know, but saying in real life, like in everyday life, if we're at a grocery store, are you approaching women? And so women were, you know, pretty much weighing in saying, Well, I feel like I am friendly. I feel like I'm smart. I feel like I have things going for myself. I dress well. I don't smell bad. My hair is combed and no man approaches me. I've actually approached men before. So it's that they're getting that, that, you know, that off signal. So as a man, a married man, so don't, don't, you know, (laughs) I I got a question. Okay. I I, I know where you're going with this, but I got a question. So, um, can we ask, can I ask this question of, you know, please don't, don't put me, don't, don't stone me yet. Y'all, but I'm about to say, can we say that some women want to be lusted after? Dang man! Can we, yes, can that's we, absolutely can true. Can we say that's what that's what we're witnessing? Some women just want to be looked up. Okay, and so we're talking about the Aisha Curry, the like I at least want a man to like. Yeah, like I just want to feel wanted. I want to feel, you know, special. Don't men want to feel wanted? Don't men want to feel lusted after? I don't want to be feel personally. I can only speak for me. Right, we right. But I'm saying, but I, I'm only speaking for me. But I'm saying, like, don't men have a desire to like? You are a single man. And you are in, and you are wanting, or like, are you looking for a woman or women? So we're talking about men. Uh-huh. We're talking about women. Yes, women want wanting men to look at them. You're not asking for one specific man to look at you. You're asking mm-hmm. for plenty of men mm-hmm. to look at you. Therefore, that is called lust. You want it to, you want to be lusted after, and you, men want to be lusted after as vice well. versa. Yes, which is a recipe for what disaster. True. Because at the end of the day, you're not looking for all of them. But you're being approached for... is not the same as wanting to be lusted after. Those are two different things. How is it not? I think that if if me and you were not married today and we just came across one another in a public setting, that I would want to be approached by you. That doesn't mean I want you to be lusting after me. I may have on sweatpants and a t-shirt. I, I, want, I would just want to be approached. Hey, how are you doing? Is not... Hey, what you doing tonight? Those are two totally different questions. But that's according to your opinion. We don't know what they're saying. What approachable <laughs> means? A, the, a, an approach to you could be, "Hey, how you doing?" An approach to them could be, "Hey, like, can I get your number? I'm at Walmart." You know, or nobody be hitting on me, but they always be hitting on these all right, other. All right, guys. all right. So look, these are two totally different conversations. Let's just have one. Okay. Okay, and so in that, may that I'm going to assume that this woman was saying. I I feel like men are jumping in the DMs more than they are going up and saying, hi, what is your name? My name is such and such. Like, I, that's what she is saying. I'm anti-DM. I'm, I'm, I said, I'm a treacherous one. I'm anti-dropping the DM and you got five people and they all just confusing you. And you can, that one looks good one day, the other one sounds Why bad. anti-DMs in 2020? Why? Um, if that, like, if that... Um, if, you know? I'm anti like I'm anti playing the field. That's what I'm anti. Let me not say anti DM. I'm anti playing the field. <clears throat> playing the field to me is I have five people that I'm trying to figure out who they are, what they're doing, and whether they're a right okay. Fit we're talking to me. about one thing. Okay, jumping in the DMs. 
versus talking to someone in person? Well, I mean, like as if me, so the it's, it kind of goes a little something like this is what I'm getting from it. Okay, help me. That people are so much bolder on social media than they are in real than life. they are in real life. So it's like if I see you out and I know I've already maybe I have seen you on social media, right? Mm-hmm. And, or a dating website or something. Yeah, like it's that. just weird. I don't know. How, <laughs> like I don't I don't know what to do. So so. Or maybe it's one of those cases where it's like, hey, I saw you at the store and I realized you stay in my apartment, but I just looked you, I creepishly found you on Instagram and then I jumped in your DMs and I was like, man, you was, you was looking right today. Like, you know, just something like that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just making something up, whatever it is people say, but like pretty much the conversations in person are not happening the same way the conversations are happening over the DM. Well, you know, I... Like I said, I, I don't know how to. Thus, act. making people feel that they are unapproachable. That okay. is the science behind it. Yeah, that, that's that's a valid opinion that somebody can have based on their life, but it can't be put on all men. It could be put on the specific situation that you are on, because I believe that you know a lot of men is still out here whistling girls down the, the street. Which I mean, <laughs> I thought we made it very clear that catcalling was like a thing of the '90s, and it was actually it wrong. Still it happens. Was objectifying women, but some women like that. That that's their thing. They they feel like that's approach being approachable. It you know, so it, it really depends on who you're dealing with. What age gap? You know, like is it is this a thirty year old? Is this a twenty year old? Is this a forty five year old? Does it matter? It does matter because you have different generations who are, have different upbringings. So a forty year old is probably not going to DM you. They're actually going to meet you and talk to you or uh-huh. even have a date with you prior to DMing you because they have different principles. Mm-hmm. Now go to a 20 year old, you're going to get DMs on DMs on DMs before you even get to the first date because that's their culture. That's what they grew up on. So let's, let's actually discuss our age group. All right. You mm-hmm. know, single men. Yes. yes. I know single women. Yes. Yes. All right. We both know single men and women. Yes. So, do you see from those conversations you may have or overhear from your single men friends or your, you know, whomever, um, that they are actually approaching women in person? Um, no. Um, I would say a lot of men have lost the the boldness mm. of stepping out in one faith, not lust. There's a difference when you're stepping out in faith is like, you know what? I really do feel like, man, this could be a thing. I really like something more than your body mm-hmm. on you and vice versa. Women, same thing. Like you like something on you like something about that person more than their body. What we've become accustomed to is like, I like how you look. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm jumping in your DMs. Mm-hmm. I like what, how you dress. Therefore, I'm jumping in your mm-hmm. DMs. You haven't gotten even to learn how they sound. Mm-hmm. They can have a squeaky voice for all you know. Hey, they can hey, have hey, terrible teeth. <laughs> 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 they can have terrible t- teeth. They can have terrible breath. Yeah. You haven't even got to see the person, get to know the person first, but you're already lusting over them. That's why I brought that up. True, true. So get it, get the, it. for me, it's just a lot of younger men have have not been educated on how to speak to women okay so what does that conversation look like as a older man to a younger man as a married man um well can i finish the question go go ahead go ahead (laughs) of of what that looks like as far as like like let's say our son you're, you're telling him hey this is how you approach a woman what does that conversation sound like okay do you know your name they should be like yes that should be the first thing you present to a woman. Mm-hmm. It's not, 
hey, come over here. Like, it shouldn't be like, hey, 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 yo, miss. Like, never do that to yeah. a woman. Yeah. No, no cat calling, no that. Like, introduce yourself if you're interested what in somebody. What about what's up, beautiful? No, please. What are the worst? <laughs> what are the worst spitting game lines you've ever used? Give me um, like three of them. I don't think I could take five. My little yeah, I, I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you one. I'm scared. I'll give you one, and I was my um, heart. I'm hurting. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm go ahead. Not. Seriously, I want to hear it. Um, I was somewhere, and there were twins, and. <laughs> I hate you. you know, I, I, I went to one and I said, oh, man, like, you know, God made you so beautiful. Like, you know, you have to come with another one. And, like, I was, it was yeah. just dumb. It was just, you know, just a cheesy joke. Yeah. They, they laughed and giggled. Uh, so then, you know, I didn't know what to do afterwards. Oh, like, you didn't expect to get that far. Right. So, like, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't in. expect you to get that far either. Yeah, I, I got in and it was like. I for, I called the one the wrong name mm. because they all looked like. Then I got water splashed on my face because I said, "Well, I, I don't like neither one of y'all, anyways." And both of them. All right. That that's that on that. Okay, that's that on that. Um. So if we were, um, this isn't a letter, of course, it's just a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um. To to advise the woman who says, like, "Hey, I am a single woman who desires to be," you know dated with intention and purpose and all that good stuff and i eventually hope to be married and i have the desire for that um but i just want to be approached in life like i i purposely because one thing we're always telling single women is like go like if you want to be seen go out you know what i'm saying and not necessarily like out you know out 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 but like saying like hey you know ain't no man gonna find you inside your house pretty much so like go to the grocery store Put on some clothes, go to the grocery store, go to the mall, go, go to a restaurant, go here, go like that. That's constantly being encouraged to single women. And then when they go to these places where single men are like, there's no conversation happening in person. So what would we advise to that woman? I would advise her to uh, diligently seek the Lord on who, who her husband is going to be. Mm-hmm. Prior to allowing men to uh, pretty much toss toss their ballots mm-hmm. into being your husband, mm-hmm. like just because you're getting the attention doesn't mean that it's good attention. Mm-hmm. Just because you're getting um, the the hey you look good today, hey yo miss come over here, like that's what if we are to be honest that that's what some of us want to hear, men and women. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I really like you. Hey, we could really go together. That's no, a confidence boost, right? Yeah, we we want to hear stroke. that so we can get our ego stroke. But really, that's not what you came in that building. Look, you came mm-hmm. looking for a husband, mm-hmm. or you came looking for a friend. Mm-hmm. So we're we're not building these relationships the right way. Yeah. That's why they fall so fast. We're building them off of sex. We're building them off of lust. Therefore, they fall quickly because that's all you guys do, or that's all you know of a person. Mm-hmm. You know the you know how they look naked, but you don't know their heart. Sure. You know, you these are the things that are important. You know, you you know who you serve. You don't know what they serve. Yeah. So it's important to really get to know people prior to laying down with them. Mm-hmm. So I would tell her to not so much worry about uh, men approaching you. Worry about being fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. Worry about presenting yourself as a living sacrifice unto God. Yes. Learn how to. Um, 
be patient for the man that is called that God has called for you because that man is going to be complete for you. And he will approach you. And he will approach you. <laughs> and it yeah. won't be off of, ooh, you got a tight dress on. Yeah. Or, ooh, you look just right for me. Yeah. It could be like, man, like, I really like you. Mm-hmm. I like your personality. Yeah. I like how you make me happy. I like how you smile. Or I like these different qualities of sound from your body. Because when we're talking about approaching, we're talking about things we see. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about things we know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we are approaching things because it look right. Mm-hmm. He looked like a husband. He looked like a wife. Mm-hmm. So we need to move away from things that look right to things that are right. Absolutely. And you do that by approaching the situation with, I don't know where this is going, but I'm allowing God to mend my heart. So I'm not looking through the flesh. I'm looking through the answer, which is God. God's going to give you the answer, whether this person is for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say um, a lot of things along the same lines, um, but most specifically, um, stay focused. You know what I mean? Like, I think that when when you know you desire something, um, when you really know you do, we tend to like wear those things, you know, and, they, and they're visible. There's nothing wrong with, with knowing that you want a husband or men knowing that you want a wife or anything like that. And either waiting to be approached or waiting for someone to approach. Um, but also like, I think the more in tuned and aligned you stay with God, you know, what is worth approaching and you know, what is worth being approached for. You know what I'm saying? You you kind of have a better understanding of what those things would look like. And so um, stay focused on the work, not the work of being somebody's wife, but stay focused on the work of being the um, being like Tweety said, a living sacrifice for God um, and just presenting yourself holy and righteous towards him. So, y'all, we're about to head to um, one of our favorite sections of the podcast. And this is the adding of what? Tax time. What? Tax time. What? Tax time. What? Tax season. No. <laughs> All right. Anyway, guys, this is our adding of tax. So this is where we add a little bit more than what you came here for, honey, 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 honey. So, you know, you already got the bill, right? We already talked about a few things that, you know, were stacked up on your invoice. And now, guess what? There's more than what you came here for. You were budgeting out for a certain amount, and there's just a little bit more. So we're going to just add a little bit more. This is our free game. We just drop our gems, our nuggets, our little pearls of wisdom, and share those things with you guys. So I'll go first. Okay, um, cool. It's important to work your gift. Um, and I just want to leave you. You know, these past couple of weeks, I've been keeping it real simple for y'all because that's what God is doing for me. Amen. Sometimes we're looking for some complicated word that just sounds so good that it's going to make us jump off the hill. But God really is asking for the simple stuff. He's asking for you to work your gift, mm-hmm. that you know what he has graced and given unto you to be uh, perfected. Uh, and it's important for you to work that gift. Um, my prayer for you as you work your gift is to trust the Lord, is to go out in faith, mm-hmm. is to be continuous in that gift and Amen. to practice it just like you're uh, um, uh, pushing yourselves, push yourself to the end of yourself, die to yourself Amen. and allow God to continue to mold you and shape you so that you could be perfect in his sight. Mm-hmm. So a gift is not perfect until it's perfect in God's sight. Mm-hmm. And in order to get 
in order to be perfect in God's sight, we have to surrender to ourselves. We have to die to ourselves and we have to allow him to align us. And we do that through the Holy Spirit. So let the Holy Spirit guide you. May he uh, uh, work that gift through you and you perfect that thing and you present it for men and show them that God did this through me. I love that you pastor. All right. So. <laughs> oh, these inside jokes. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, mine is actually. Um, I feel like you were in my the same vein with me, sweetie. I, I like I like you a lot. Um, one thing that um, I'll be adding text to is just, man, y'all. The vision is still clear for twenty twenty. Like, it ain't going nowhere. It has not changed. Like, if you can't see how clear this mug is, it is super clear. But one thing I want to share with you guys is that even though some of you are seeing the vision, you're seeing where you want to go, don't don't forsake the steps. You know, don't forsake the steps, the midpoints, the places that are uncomfortable, the places that make you want to give up. The You know, if you... Well, I think I talked about it in a previous podcast from my ad text and Tweety and I talking about it all the time. Sometimes starting isn't hard for people. Sometimes finishing isn't hard for people either. But somewhere in the middle, it gets like do or die. You know what I'm saying? You have to choose between what's before you or what what you just came from. And so I want to encourage everybody to just stay focused and don't forsake the steps. Um, Because sometimes if we do forsake the steps, we lose the progress, we lose the time, and it's harder to recover something that you just gave up on. Um, I remember um, coming across somebody's Instagram account when I used to have an Instagram, uh, like from my first Instagram. And obviously, you know, we've all been through that thing when you lose the password and blase, blase. And seeing like she was in the middle of working out when I was on my first Instagram. This is in 2014. And she was working out and every day and everything. And like she was just, you know, just progressing just every day. She was just progressing. It wasn't like these overly dramatic changes. It wasn't just these like, oh, you see her, you know, go from being this amount of weight to 50 pounds lighter the next month. It was just like slow but impactful progressions. I happened to have found her on my newer Instagram, and this is six years later, and sis is like living her life, honey, because she never forsake the steps. She never gave up on the work. She never just stopped working, and mm-hmm. she just kept going. So even when people like te- even when people like press play and then they press pause on on your race and your journey. Keep going because when they tune in again, you know what I'm saying? They're when they tune the in again, God over your life. They gonna see like, oh man, they they literally measured every step as if it was the victory step. So that's what I'm pretty much encouraging everybody to do today. Yeah, and before we head out, I just wanna encourage you. You know, I remember episode one was about um Somehow about your weight, you uh-huh. know, and uh, what was the title of it? Episode uh, sorry one. for the weight. Sorry for the weight. And, you know, the progress that you've been taking towards your weight loss. Mm-hmm. And I've been telling you and I want I want these to be like evidence, mm-hmm. these podcasting and things that we're talking about it to be evidence of what God is doing through you. You wait and see by episode 50 where you are. Yeah. You wait and see by episode 65, 80, 100, where God is going to keep you mm-hmm. or put you in based off of your obedience to, you know what, I'm going I'm, I'm to stay on this caloric diet. You mm-hmm. know, I, I'm going to continue to go into o- OT, Orange mm-hmm. Theory, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put my best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Right now, you could be like, well, I'm just seeing marginal success. I'm seeing little here, little there. But that's how you build something. It's never going to be once. 
Right. And, and those shortcuts only last but for so long, and they come with a lot of cons. Mm-hmm. But when you are are trusting and believing on God, mm-hmm. and you are putting the work, you wait mm-hmm. and see how the snapback game gonna be on another level. Problematic Patty, she gonna be in the building. All right, guys. Um, just want to thank you all for just tuning in, riding with us, loving on us, sharing our podcast, telling people about our podcast. Um talking to us about our podcast and just honestly having those own million dollar conversations at your own table. That is honestly 100% what this conversation, this podcast is about building those conversations of depth and going deeper, you know, going past the fluffy. So we love you guys. We want you to pay your invoice. Remember the hustle is sold separately and to leave you on a note with something you should think about. This is Smokey Robinson gang banging. Gang banging. <laughs> Gang banging. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, y'all. Good night. Have a great day. <laughs>